Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. I am here to tell you that I am so happy that it is Friday and that I have my girlfriends Woo. here. They're back for round two. Woo. Back by popular demand. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Yeah. Mention our women's conference, Robbie Yopst, and also Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. You need a moniker, Robbie Yopst. Yeah, like I know. A, um, I know I do. I don't need have like one. a kid, like a well, cape I, or a I, hero been, or a something. I've been kind of working on Queen of the North. Yes, but okay. nobody Not, has really said any, it yeah. fits me yet. Right. But. I'm trying. Let me think I've on heard, that. I, When I was doing weather, they Her called Majesty, me. Her Majesty, maybe? Oh, Hurricane Lord. Angie. When I did weather, they called me Hurricane oh, Angie. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But I that's don't cool. think it fits that well anymore. I could be Sunshine like Robbie. No. Yeah. No. no. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> Not our, so our much. Women, our, whoa. Our women's conference. Cloudy day, Robbie. <laughs> that's women, my girl. Our women's conference is October 3rd. Yes. Can't wait. It's We'd love for you so to come. Good. And we have an early bird special. We're trying to make it a really good deal for women. And by the way, it's just 8.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Six speakers, including the three of us so go to angieaustinradio.com we'd love for you to come click on events okay let's get to work here um, uh, Robbie you've uh, been doing really branching out in your ministry work and you are doing some wonderful things involving your uh, in marriage you know, mar- marriage let's be but honest mar- well I I, I, yes. I I was nervous bringing it up in the beginning that you almost got a divorce but now you've you've laid it out there and that you you're, you've got your marriage back on track Absolutely. why does it make me so nervous like when I bring up that people almost got divorced I feel like I'm delving in like their private like secret yeah but I'm not you're not at all and it's been 12 years so we've had time to process it completely heal and now we want to help other couples heal especially after the good news what are we going to talk about involving marriage we're going to talk about uh, some great advice that I looked up and uh, we're going to talk about how Infidelity in marriage does not have to be the end of a marriage. That's true. And the Period. second thing, so advice you looked up is so you stole others' advice on marriage? I really stole something good. <laughs> yes. I could have stolen something mediocre. I think it's but called this is, something good. I think it's called not reinventing the wheel. There you go. Oh, yeah. gosh, there you go. I need water. Yeah. And, my, okay. and my advice comes from a poet who is dead, too, by the way. Okay. So, That's cool. Go. All right. Uh, Beatrice, what are you going to talk about coming up after good news? Girl, I want to talk about some visions. Uh, You know something, and it's coming clear. This next month, September, is the month nine, and that's the birthing month. Oh. What's inside of you that wants to get birthed out Hopefully not so a that child, you can move? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, girl. <laughs> get too old for that too. stuff. It's your birthday? In, in September. Oh, so. Okay. Too. So what is this? What's, what wants to be birthed in your life I totally so that know. you can move forward? And, I love and, it. And vision is love all that. about achieving your dream. Absolutely. So. All right. So let's start with a little good news uh, first. And we'd say this for you, Beatrice Bruno, drill sergeant of life. Yay. You're an army vet. You were a drill sergeant. Yes, and ma'am. I love it when uh, artists, performers, famous people honor veterans. And Toby Keith brought a 93-year-old veteran on stage uh, for a patriotic encore. And so, and then you'll hear the hero speak, the 93-year-old. But let's start with Toby. Cool. Very special guest here with me tonight. 
Lieutenant Colonel Harry Frizzell Sr., 93 years old. People, listen, 30, 34 years of service. Vietnam, Korea, World War II, and he put four kids through our school back home in OU, and he lives up here. And he wore a shirt tonight, and he wanted to come to the show. I want y'all to see what a true American hero looks like. And I want to dedicate this song to him. I wrote this song for my father, and I'm going to sing it for these kids, Father. Four wars, Vietnam, Korea, World War II, 34 years. Fantastic. So he That's sings, awesome. and then I think he's a little surprised that the vet, uh, the American hero, 93 years old, uh, you know, 35 years uh, plus, just over service, mm -hmm. uh, you know, speaking to Toby about this. So take a listen. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Harry Frizzell. I'm from Oklahoma, just like this gentleman. In World War II, I was in Manila. 1945, I spent a while ago, and I got recalled from Korea, and I flew armed helicopters in Vietnam. 35, 35 years, and I'm so proud to be a representative of the United States of America. I would like to say, just a few sentences here, sentences, letters. God bless America. That's all right, <laughs> oh, That's all right now. Oh, yes. Amen. Okay, oh, yes. so I'm just going to tag on to that before we get into your individual topics. This morning I interviewed someone that you know I really admire. He's a mentor of mine, Jim Stovall. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's he was friends with Zig Ziglar and Paul Harvey, and he's written over 30 books, and he lost his eyesight as a teenager, and he's become a huge success. And he said that when he went to Normandy, he and his wife went up on a cliff up above, and he said as far as the eye could see, the average age of these men who died, uh, tw 21, and there were crosses as far as the eye could see for all the men who died. Mm -hmm. And as he, he walked the whole length, and um, he said that the feeling that he felt as he got to the end, uh, he and his wife walking, was that we misunderstand freedom. And every time we don't live life to the fullest and get up and grab life by the horns and really go for it and get and do always do our best, always try to pursue, to stretch ourselves, to reach our goals and to be kind to others and walk the walk of a Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, these are my words about, you know, what you know I feel I should be achieving every day. And he said that when we don't use that freedom to be the best that we can be, we dishonor these vets who gave their lives for freedom. And so people that fought for our country, like the 93-year-old vet that they just uh, spoke with, uh, Harry Friz Frizzell from Oklahoma, um, we need to realize the sacrifices that were made in order for us Absolutely. to have all these opportunities in our country and stop com just complaining about the country. Do Absolutely. something about it in your own individual world, in your own neighborhood, in your own kids' school, whatever it may be. You can make a difference. And he said that by doing that every day, we honor the vets who gave their lives and fought for us and served like you did, Beatrice, Absolutely. by um, understanding that freedom is the right for us to to pursue greatness. That's right. That's very true. And, you know, when you look at, at the young people today and how they have a lack of respect for anything that came before them, 
it's a shame that we don't teach them the way we used to. We used to teach the kids that it's good to salute the flag. It's good to stand at the position of attention and when the national anthem is being played and to be quiet. And now you can look at a football game and you see people moving. And that bugs me to no end. Oh, my goodness. That I was at a swim meet, Absolutely. and the mom stayed in the tent with her friend, like a little pink tent, and everybody goes in there to get out of the sun in the summer uh, for a swim meet. Mm-hmm. And so it was our last swim meet. It was championships. And so you had teams from all over the state, and this mom and her kids sat giggling, laughing, and eating snacks in the tent while all of us stood. Yeah. That, I can, that upsets you. Oh, it, it does. It upsets me. It and does. And I didn't even serve. It does, because yeah. we put our lives on the line. And, and no, I didn't go into any of the war zones or anything like that. Could have. But I've sent soldiers over there to do that and trained them, you know. But what we did when we put on that uniform, it was so that these kids could have freedom that we might not have had, you know. And so, yeah, I get emotional about that because I love the United States. And I don't care who's in the White House, Red House, Blue House, the outhouse. This is my country. And I'm always going to be proud that I served in the United States Army. And some of these kids that's coming up now, they probably need to do the same. Mm. Just saying. Well, let's just transition word. into your t- word. <laughs> let's transition <laughs> into your topic then, Beatrice, because I think that um, it's so easy to just give up on our dreams. Oh, yeah. Because it's hard to pursue your dreams. Absolutely. It's a lot of work. And I think we get lazy. <laughs> and I think that we give up on our dreams because we don't have the energy on a day-to-day basis to keep pursuing it. We can't psych ourselves up enough. And I think if we realize the opportunities we have here and what people sacrifice so we can have the freedom to pursue our dreams, we talk about vision. Uh, Carrie Conley talks about it a lot. So do you. And that is really writing everything down in your life that you want out of your life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you know, just a couple of days ago, I was thinking, I was looking at my situation, looking at everything that's going on in my life. And I said, oh, man, if I could just go get a job. But then I started thinking, what about those people that are depending on the drill sergeant of life to do something? Mm-hmm. What about those people that are waiting for my next book to come out? You know, this waiting for me to have another boot camp so that they can get off their do nothings and do something. You know, what about those people that may never realize their dreams unless I get in front of them and say, you know what? You need to get off your duff, get over yourself, get out of your own way so you can get what you want out of life. Because that what a vi- that's what a vision is. A vision is something that will take you to that next level like never before. A vision is something that it, it may be, as Carrie said, you know, it has to be so huge that you know you can't give up on that thing. And if I could, you know, just inspire somebody today to just take out that old book, that old journal where you wrote those plans down and look at it just one more time. You know, in the Bible, um, Jesus had said when he was going to the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, you know, Father, will you let this cup pass from me? And then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm asking your audience today, Angie, do you have one more nevertheless? Do you have one more nevertheless that says, you know what, I I wanted to give up, but today I'm just going to go ahead and do it with all my might because I I may not get another chance, but somebody needs to hear my story. Somebody needs to hear what I've been through just so they can get to where they're supposed to get. So do you have one more nevertheless Mm. so you can do what you need to do? I think I do. Yeah, but, you know, we get tired and we 
consider giving up, you know, but then you have people, I think it's really important to have your front row. Like you guys have become part of my front row and Moose and Jorge that when, you know, you do feel like, Oh, am I making a difference? You then are. You have that front row. And then like the note that I got this week that you guys know, um, you know, really touched me. It's short and sweet. It, it was like two lines. The guy mm-hmm. took the time to go to my website and there's a contact at angieaustinradio.com and he just put, Dear Angie, the subject, really nothing in general, message, just want to say what a wonderful radio show. Hmm. You're a breath of fresh air in this world of bad things happening. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> That's it. But then That's I awesome. forget people are listening. I forget someone might be encouraged. And if I'm encouraging people and I know it, like this little note, then mm-hmm. I want to keep on trucking. Absolutely. And people are like, well, how difficult is it for you to have a radio show? Well, in this particular case, <laughs> the way that I do the radio show you start making no money you mm-hmm. have to get advertisers you have mm-hmm. to get sponsors that believe in you mm-hmm. you have to then uh, produce their commercials get them ready get them results mm-hmm. in order for you to stay on the air mm-hmm. and so you start with nothing and you make nothing basically the first year and then you keep and you try to find guests that will inspire people you keep trying to find sponsors who believe in what you do business people or you know uh, non-profits that believe in what you do and so I get people like ARC and the Denver Rescue Mission and I help them and they help me mm-hmm. and so I it's it's a it's a lot more work I think than you would think, mm-hmm. um, but if people are encouraged by it, then that work is certainly worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely, Robbie. I want to talk about your topic because when we first met a few years back, I just fell in love with you right away, both of you. Thank and you. Um, it came up that your long marriage. How long have you been married now? Almost twenty years. And that twelve years ago you almost got a divorce. Yes, we and did. And so now you and your husband have just started what I think is just genius. Thank it's you. It's a ministry together. It's talking about your marriage, how it almost fell apart, how you got back up on your feet. And as a team counseling other Christians, I think this is like a match made in heaven. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Thank you. We do That's too. Cool. You know, we really feel called to it. Um, we're going to do, we, well, we have just started a ministry called Caught in His Arms. Love it. Because we're writing a book called Caught, which is three parts. We were caught in denial our first seven years. Hmm. Then we were caught in the act. Oh. Um, that was John, really, with um, his addiction and sexual infidelity. Hmm. And we had a year of counseling and uh, reconciliation. And the past 12 years, we've been caught in the arms of a loving God. Amen. And so that's what we're trying to do. And this past week, uh, well, last weekend, we were in Albuquerque doing our first seminar. How like was a, it? I'm dying to know. Like a beta test of what our seminar. You? Well, we had uh, we had eight couples, and um, it was incredible. And we made a lot of mistakes. But that's good because we learned from them. No, and that's and the then, thing. I, when you say mistakes, I think... I, I, I always, my husband always says like, well, but this was a failure. No, I don't believe anything's necessarily a mistake oh, no. or a failure. That as you're learning and growing, yes. mm-hmm. I think that you're, did you teach people? Did you touch people? Yes. Then, then, mm-hmm. then, then it was a success. Oh, absolutely. And um, there's a, a couple there. Uh, the man is um, just trying to recover from his addiction, very new. Mm-mm-mm. And his wife is wondering how in the world do I hang, out, hang in there with them? And mm-hmm. trust and trust and how do I build trust again and we talked about that and they um, afterwards we got to talk to them and it was incredible it was a God moment there's another couple I've uh, been married for years and their kids are all grown and we talked about coming together as a couple and finding a purpose mm-hmm. or a vision as a couple because John and I have had visions on our own ah. and now we're coming together well this just this just sparked this couple mm-hmm. um, and they um, want to call it we're going to have a, co- a conference call and they want to find their purpose as a couple that's awesome so i mean the sky's the limit for what god wants to do with this mm-hmm. and i'm very excited and we're we're doing a lot of research 
you know, on marriage, and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. There are a lot of people. Well, who, I, can I just throw in there when sure, you say um, that 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 made me think? My husband and I are on two separate uh, yes. career islands. And I, he could help me. There's certain things I do because he's a great salesperson, and he never helps me sell and try to get advertisers on the good news. And I've been bitter about it because he'll be like, "Well, I could do all the legwork and find all the people for you to call, but then you you call and you do." It. I'm like, "But you're the salesperson. You're like a master at this. Like this is what you do." Let me ask you a hard question. What do you do for him? Oh boy, I um have with his business. Okay, well I've worked the past two years supporting the family so he could pursue it. Okay, so he could quit his six figure job Excellent. and not and lose all. Of his, um, isn't that a reward in itself? And his insurance, isn't that everything? Fantastic? And so I've been able to support the family for the last two years, and that's fantastic, that's isn't cool. it? Well, I feel like I, when he wants to give up, I tell him we're a team and that I've got his back because well, it's been very difficult for him. When we when we talk about being a per, uh, having a purpose as a couple, that's what I'm saying. We need. We're not talking about going into the same business. Yes, no, no, I agree. We're that's saying, why. What does God want you to do as a couple? Mm -hmm. Yes, but as you get there, we also have a point that we we tell everybody go first which means in the bible it says uh women uh, respect your husbands men love your wives mm -hmm. go, first. go first don't yeah. wait for your husband and everybody's to waiting. love you by getting advertisers yes. yes respect him and and do all you can for him and then let the lord tell him to um to get you adv advisors so right. we keep so we keep these separate you know career islands yes. but i love the idea of having a purpose together and part yes. of that is rearing our children and i did say to him this weekend you know what i really admire about you the stress that you're under i mean he throws up sometimes before he goes to work oh, so he has so much heart. anxiety and uh, yeah and they're trying to sell the business and a lot of you know things going behind the scenes what i think is interesting is that each partner wants to keep my husband so the other partners, each of them, like, well, I want Mark, but I'd like to eat Mark. It's like, wow. yeah. But, um, I know but with that said, um, I, I feel like this weekend I said to him, I love it that you still spend all your free time with us. You're not on the golf course. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to get away from us. You know, whether it be whether we go to the zoo together to look at the Lego sculptures or whatever, he does everything with us. And I love that. Absolutely. And, you know, when you have little kids... As parents, that's your purpose. Yeah. Period. Uh, Noah is uh, a junior in high school, so we're starting to think about what we do together. But when your kids are little, that should be your number one purpose, period. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, looking into research, and I found this article on the single best piece of marriage advice ever given. Ever. This okay. is uh, great. Listen to this. The single best piece of marriage advice ever given on the uh, earth, uh, 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 planet right, Earth. According okay. to someone. Yeah. Um, okay. But this is from... William But Butler Yeats, and he's an old poet, been dead been yeah. dead for years. He says, "Listen to this in wise love, each divines the high secret self of the other, and refusing to believe in the mere daily self creates a mirror whether lover on or the beloved sees an image to copy in daily life." So what that means, if you're smart about it, please, yeah, give us yeah, what it really yeah, means. Yeah. Interpretation. If you're smart about it, you'll rise above the inevitable setbacks and stresses of a shared life, and you will make it your lasting mission to bring out the absolute best in your spouse. Okay, bring out the best in your spouse, and that means Amen. That's cool. that goes back Amen. to go first. That's good. It goes back to go first, absolutely. Wow. And nobody wants to go first. Well, he's so mean. I'm not going to be nice to him. And she says this to me, so I'm not going to be nice to her. And da, da, da. and so they're waiting for the other person to go first. But we Fireproof taught us to go first. Absolutely. Fireproof. And, hmm. you know, Fireproof, here's a really cool. I found um, pornography in, in my husband's glove compartment way back when during our really hard mm -hmm. time. Um, and we went through all this counseling. And we reconciled. And a few years later, 
we're in his car and he goes somewhere and I need to get something. I I um, undo the fi- go into the glove box. Mm-hmm. Fireproof is there. <laughs> he was doing it. Whoa. That's cool. Wow. From Amen. pornography to fire people. Oh, my Woo. goodness. All right. Hallelujah. Oh, talk about redemption. All right, Robbie Yopes, your website? RobbieYopes.com. I-O-B-S-E. Beatrice Bruno, Drill Sergeant of Life. DrillSergeantOfLife.com. Woo, you guys are a blessing. Thanks so much for coming in. We'll be right back with the good news. Eight ten KLVZ, Brighton, Aurora, and Colorado Springs, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know you feel like, oh, it's too nice, and I just want to give it away, or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it? Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the Ark organization. My friend Francis Owens is here, and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yeah. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. You know, do you have dreams that you'd like to reach, goals, desires? Are you hurting? Are you sad? Have you had a loss? I have the most wonderful thing for you. Last year, I said, I'd love to get some of the great speakers from around Denver and have kind of like our own women of faith. So it's called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. Last year, the women said it was life changing and they asked us if we would do it again. So we have six wonderful speakers, myself included. I'm going to be talking about, uh, do you want to be a victim or a victor? Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, talking about letting go of the past. We're going to talk about reaching your goals with Carrie Conley. Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America, talking about choices and aiming towards Christ. Angel Tussie, radio host on AM560, talking about how she resurrected her marriage and her home life and how to have home life in balance. And no one has a better life than Angel. And Diane Lopes, talking about money and trust. I have to tell you, as a Christian woman, I feel so blessed to be part of this. I would love for you to come. AngieAustinRadio.com for tickets October 3rd in Highlands Ranch. 
Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. The love of Christ lives on 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose, and I've been in radio for um, quite some time, about six, seven years. But uh, I always like telling the story. I tell it when I uh, talk to students at different broadcasting schools and whatnot, how I got my first job in broadcasting and I was an intern at a music station and I got my first job because some guy quit. I hounded the uh, PD every day for six weeks until he said, you know where uh, HR is, go fill out the paperwork. And the guy who vacated that seat to give me my first job is in the studio with me. <laughs> it's a Gabriel Sherm. How's it going, my friend? It's good. I, I guess I should say you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you were, you were gone so you didn't know how that, uh, how right, that all transpired. Right, okay. You were gone and I looked on the website. I'm like, his job's not up there. And our program director at the time, Dylan, I'm like, hey, how come his job's not up there? He's like, well, I haven't gotten to it yet. And then uh-huh. I gave him my demo and every day, six wow. weeks. I'm like, hey, have you watched it yet? No, I'm too busy. Hey, have you watched it? No, I'm too busy. Six weeks later, he's like, we are backed up. Just <laughs> go. Just take Just it. Just go. <laughs> That's awesome. And so that's, that's how it happened. Wow. Magic. And, wow. even, and so like, I brag because it was before I even graduated school. Yeah, so. yeah. Not so, bad. Well thank done. you for going to Spain. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're here because you've been to Spain a couple times mm-hmm. and you wrote this lovely book, have it right in front of me, Sunrise to Santiago. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about why you and your wife picked up and went to Spain the first time. Why? Yeah, so so we uh, we went there. It's kind of a, a transitional period in both of our lives, and and she had never traveled very much, and and I I had had the fortune of of traveling a little bit. I used to work for the Travel Channel, so I did I did a, a lot of traveling with them. Uh, but we just kind of went because we were in a transitional phase in life, and kind of wanted to figure things out. So we thought, uh, what better time to to go to Spain, and maybe we'll find some answers to those questions there. What questions were you looking to answer? Oh, oh, just you know, no small questions like what's the meaning of life. Um, <laughs> Well, there's um, this book, you know, it's what called uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, you know? yeah, the yeah, answer yeah. is 42, just so you know. 42, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm done then. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. And let's just close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what, what did you do in Spain the first time? I remember teaching? Yeah, first time we were teaching English. They have a program in Spain where you actually can teach English through the uh, Spanish government. Uh, they're looking oh, okay. for American English accents. Oh. Uh, so, so we went over there and taught uh, for two years. We lived in Granada, which is in the south of Spain, Very cool. in Andalusia. Um, I and, played that song in high school. Oh, it's it's beautiful Granada. song. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so we went there and we taught English and, and just kind of uh, enjoyed trying to learn how to speak Spanish. And, and, and the accent in the south of Spain is quite uh, different. 
difficult. Yes. So my uh, my yeah. neighbors growing up, they took in a lot of exchange students, and most of the students they took in were from Spain, especially okay. southern Spain. Yes, and yeah. so I've gotten to experience a little bit of that, not as much as you have. Right, right. The gracias with the th yes. instead of gracias. Yes, and isn't that because some um, emperor moons ago had a lisp, and so now everybody in Spain has a lisp? Is that what <laughs> I hadn't heard that story, but maybe that, that's it what makes I sense heard. Now. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, that could okay. totally be a tale that just people made up just to you know give <laughs> give americans an answer that's right but like i heard some uh like queen or something had the lisp wow and so then everybody started having the lisp and that's why i'm gonna I go with that i i cool. think that sounds perfect yeah if, yeah if i'm completely wrong and you're offended um gabe what's your email address <laughs> <Just Yeah. kidding. laughs> all right so you were in spain for two years what was that like what um obviously a huge culture change yeah it was profound i i mean i always i always encourage people to to travel as much as possible, especially live in another country at least once in your life. That yes. definitely should be on your bucket list because it's a pretty profound experience to have that, uh, you know, just really, truly immersing yourself in that culture and becoming part of that culture. Yes, uh, It's frustrating. It's difficult. There were so many times that were, I, I, I couldn't wait to come back home and go to Target or, <laughs> or, or one of the things you're comfortable with in America. You and know? I remember following yeah. your journey a little bit uh, through Facebook and you guys had housing issues yeah. and like electrical problems and... and Something yeah. like a, a washer that wouldn't work or something just caused like you just had one thing after another when you first got over there. All of the above. I think the most challenging part, which sounds very uh, almost uh, <laughs> like I'm crying about it, but mm -hmm. seriously was very cold. Uh, yes. The heating, there's there's no heating like they have here in uh, in the States. So it was very cold inside of the apartment. So we would just sit there and they have these little tiny like space heaters and we would put it under the blanket and kind of try to try to heat ourselves sitting on the without couch. Without catching on fire. Without catching on fire. It was tricky. <laughs> Yes. Um, but yeah, that was really challenging just to, you know, it's just a different way of life and a different things that, you know, that a culture is used to, but that was hard. <laughs> and uh, did you feel like you ever became acclimated to the situation or did you, were you always waiting, like working for the finish line, knowing I'm getting out of here soon? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a lesson I learned walking the community Santiago as well. But yeah, we were definitely a lot of times wanting the comforts of the United States mm -hmm. and, the, and the comforts of home and missing people. But then immediately I would say when we got back, <laughs> yeah, we miss Spain so much. Yeah, yeah and I'd yeah. see like on Facebook, you'd say, "Oh, we're you know just taking a weekend trip to Italy." I'm like, "Right, Holy, I want to take right. a weekend yeah. trip to Italy." And some of your pictures were just I, it made me jealous. Like, I want yeah. to be you. I'm like, "Well, I already have your first job. Maybe I can get your second." There you job. go. There you go. I vacated, so yes. they're, they're hiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, your wife was a part of this too. What made you decide Spain and why to do it together? Uh, well, you know, it, it was it was really interesting. A lot of people asked this before. Uh, you know, are you guys gonna? You know, is it gonna be a challenging part of your relationship and growing in your marriage? And as you go over to Spain, you're gonna face a lot of really frustrating things, whether that's a airline strike or being cold, or you're you, you don't have your laundry, or mm -hmm. you know you're drying things outside and it's raining for two weeks. Uh, how do you deal <laughs> with that? Um, but uh, it ended up being a really cool thing to do together, and I would say we came out the other end uh, so much stronger in our relationship and our marriage, uh, which was a really pleasant surprise. Not that I was expecting it wouldn't go that way, but right. it was a really cool experience to have with somebody. Um, I think a lot of times travel is equated with doing it when you're in college or right after college or when you're not uh, kind of you know attached to somebody. Right. Um, and uh, we met 
people like us and, and, and families even with children that were doing the same thing and taking some time off and traveling and, and having that experience together, which is a whole, whole uh, other experience. So I, I don't know. It's just, it was a good lesson to learn that you're never done learning yes. and that you can always travel uh, no matter what age you are. So, Very cool. Yeah. Well, I, not all the way to Spain, but 17 days after I got married, my wife and I, we moved to Atlanta. We moved from wow. Denver straight to Atlanta. Yeah. And go. You know, never been that far away from home, right. you know, never been married. I was 22 at the time. And right. so it was just a crazy experience to, and it helped, you know, bond my marriage with my wife just because we only had each other to depend on yeah. and trying to figure out how things worked. And, um, you know, we were a married, newly married couple and we were couch surfing for three months. Like our housing <laughs> fell apart. Right. And so we know the strife of not having a place to live yeah. and just being, wow, it was rough. But, uh, you know, like, like you said, coming out on the other end made it much better. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. so you, you went there for two years to teach and you taught at the university level or what did you teach? I taught adults. Um, okay. I taught adults and my wife taught uh, elementary school age kids. Now, is that her yeah. background or why did she do She's that? a school psychologist, so it's kind of her background. She works oh, okay. with that age group, uh, not teaching English, but uh, as a psychologist. So she kind of, it was very natural for her to kind of go into that role the, and work with kids. Um, and I, I work with adults. It wasn't at a university, but they had these language schools. Yes. And uh, so I taught, I taught uh, the adults, which was really fun. Yeah. And uh, so you're, you're teaching them English, conversational English, and they, they wanted Americans. Why? Uh, for the accent. Uh, they're trying to, to help uh, the Spanish population. Usually they have British accents. Mm -hmm. uh, so they want to try to, to uh, have American accents for whatever reason. I, I'm not quite sure. But uh, it's, for, it's a language and culture assistant program for Canadians and Americans, specifically for our accent. Oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school and I would go over to Poland and other parts of Europe to teach English, there'd be camps like the week before we came. Like, why do they schedule a camp in the same small town a week before? <laughs> but then we figured out the church that was coming in the week before us was from Great Britain to teach okay. English, and they maybe had maybe a dozen people sign up. Wow. Then when the Americans came, they, we had like 112 people right, sign right. up. You know, I think a lot of it's popular culture, you know, yes. it's, uh, it's in the movies, it's, it's everywhere. So, yeah. Well, and also like over there, I don't know if the way it is now that we're talking like 15 years ago, but in school, in the uh, high schools, they would teach British English. But then to get into universities, you'd be tested on American English. Yeah. And so instead of going to sports camps like we do here in the States, over there they go to American English camps right. so they can be able to get into universities. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> and so silly. And yeah. so you were there for two years teaching English and then you came back to the States. Yeah. Just because you were only signed on for two years or what made you come back? Yeah, we, you know, yeah, two years were over. You could do it for three years. So we could have stayed for one more year, but mm -hmm. it was kind of, uh, okay, we're ready to go back home. We're ready. Yeah. This experience has been amazing, but I'm ready to go back to the United States. Uh, I'm not getting any younger. I need to get a real job. Yes. Um, and we came back and, and I got a real job and I was still kind of confused. Uh, like I was when I went to Spain, which was uh, panic inducing. Okay. Um, so after so you're, a while, you're panicked yeah. because you didn't get, you didn't feel like you got the answers that you were. I didn't. I didn't. For. Yeah, and we were supposed to, at the end of our two years in Spain, walk the Camino de Santiago. Two days before we were supposed to leave at our goodbye party, Amy, my wife, uh, she fractured her fibula in her oh. leg. So we. Spent, How did that happen? Uh, dancing, actually, <laughs> dancing, dancing. She and every time I tell this story, she wants me to make sure I wasn't wearing heels. I was wearing Tom's shoes. They were flat, oh, okay. and uh, she she just twisted her ankle and fractured her fibula. Oh. It was a it was a terrible accident. And so instead of walking for a month, uh, we sat in our apartment for a month uh, <laughs> in Spain and uh, came back to the United States. And finally, uh, the the Camino called and called and called, and we finally were able to go back to Spain to actually do the Camino de Santiago.
And um, what is that? Walk us through what that actually is. Yeah, so the Camino de Santiago, it's, it's about a 500-mile trek in Spain. Uh, it's an ancient pilgrimage. It goes back all the way to the Middle Ages. For those of you there, you know, 500 miles, that's almost border to border of Colorado east to west. Exactly. It takes about 35 days of walking uh, for 11 to 15 hours a day. Uh, so it's extremely challenging. The most popular route uh, starts in saint jean pied de port in France. So you start there, you cross the Pyrenees Mountains, you go across the north of Spain, and you end in Santiago de Compostela, which is in the northwest Look of Spain. Look at you and your Spanish. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> si, senor. Um, but you end in Santiago de, Santiago de Compostela, where the relics and remains uh, are said to be of St. James. Uh, so it's the pilgrim, uh, pilgrimage of St. James, and historically, it's been uh, one, of the, one of the most famous uh, pilgrimages in the world, actually. So, yeah. So you're, you're back in the States, and you decide to go and do this, but aren't there 500-mile treks that you could do here in the States? Why go back to Spain? There are. There's one in Colorado. It's called the Colorado Trail. It's and almost, my father-in-law, who was yeah. just on the show, he's actually doing that in pieces with my brother-in-law. Fantastic. So, yeah. So that's almost the exact same distance as the Camino de Santiago. So why not just do that? Yeah. So why not go from Durango to, or from Denver to Durango? Uh, Spain, it has a special place in my heart So okay. since we live there. And a lot of my friends had completed it, and they say that there's just some sort of magic about the Camino de Santiago. You meet the people you're supposed to meet. You find the answers that you're supposed to find by those random meetings. People from all over the world walk it. Um, and the Colorado Trail is a little more backpacking, so people yeah. camp and, and things like that. The Camino de Santiago takes very little preparation. You stay in albergues, which are pilgrim hostels. You just need a pilgrim passport. You show up, no reservations. There's restaurants all along the way. There's fountains, water. You don't need to pack food or anything. So for me, it sounded perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like you say I walk 500 miles and people are thinking, you know, you're trekking huge backpacks, but now you're just in in your your Toms and then you have a water bottle. A a little better than Toms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did have a water bottle. Uh, So you walk through the Pyrenees Mountains. So like my mind, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. Is what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> it looks like that, but it ends at, at a nice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 And so um, when you finish this 30 days straight of walking, yeah. um, how did you feel at the end? Uh, Physically, emotionally, mentally? All drained. All drained. Physically drained, emotionally drained, uh, but also at the same time, I did find the answers uh, to the questions that I was looking for. You arrive in Santiago, they come to stay last after 30 days of walking, and you don't really know what to feel. Some people just break down and start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I didn't know what to think, so we just sat there and looked at the church, and and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. And so you're doing this for a month straight, and when did this happen? Uh, it happened last summer, 2014. 2014. Yeah, yeah. And you wrote this wonderful book about it with uh, pictures, which uh, you know drew my attention first. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you said you meet the people that uh, you're supposed to meet. What yeah. kind of people did you meet? Man, so so the reason I did it, people do it for a lot of reasons. Uh, religious purposes, spiritual purposes, getting over the loss of a loved one. A lot, I met a lot of people grieving. I was looking for purpose in my life. So, um, you know, why am I here? Uh, I really wanted to know why I was here. And I wanted to know, I want my life to matter. And I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it did so far because I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, doing things that society thinks are, are successful. Um, so for me, I met this uh, one person in particular. His I call him the barista, the barista? because he loved coffees from Hungary. And he oh. taught me a very important lesson. As we were walking, my walking stick fell on a rock. And I could sum up the entire lesson I learned uh, on the Camino with this rock. And it said, it's about, it's about the way. It's not about the destination, uh, which is a perfect parallel for, for life for me. So it really taught me to, to 
less focus on becoming whatever or getting to whatever goal that is, but really focus on enjoying the way and the journey. Mm -hmm. It's all about the day-to-day and and the things you do uh, right now as opposed to this far-off dream, I'll be happy then. Yes. Uh, So for me, that was the barista really taught me that. Uh, the, this this random guy from Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I um I heard a sermon over the weekend where the pastor was talking about what is rich, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they start off asking kindergartners, what does it mean to be rich? I'm like, oh, when you have a thousand dollars, and then you ask somebody who has a thousand dollars, what does it mean to be rich? And then it keeps doubling and doubling, doubling until somebody who has five million dollars in the bank, that's when they say, you know, I yeah. think I'm rich. Yeah. Five million dollars. I mean, there's. Wow. I mean, sometimes struggling to pay bills, I don't feel rich, but when I have, you know, the love of my wife and my two kids, yeah. I feel rich. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, you went on this long trek with your wife by your side. Um, how, how did she feel coming out of it? Was she searching for the same things or different? She, she was, she was just open to whatever. She wasn't as specific as me. Uh, she was kind of, uh, she, she was really, uh, helped me find the lessons I was learning a lot, uh, which... I write a lot about in the book, but she had some really profound things to say to me as I was, as I was walking. So, you know, one day in particular, my Achilles heel was swollen. Uh, my knee was uh, the size of a grapefruit. I was just in a bad place. And you said this was an easy walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, definitely not easy. Yeah. So, so we were in that in that point. And my wife, um, she, all along the way, she was really that support person that that would say things that were like, okay, that's great. And I was comparing myself to all the people passing me. There were people in their seventies and eighties and sixties just flying by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my mid thirties. Um, and, uh, I was just getting really down on myself and she said out of the blue, uh, you know, the person, the only person that you need to be better than is the person you were yesterday. And it's just, oh, things wow. like that just hit you in the face. That's like, an inspirational who are you? On the wall. Yeah, where, like, did, where did you get that? It's like, well, no, Oprah, what do you got next? Right, right. I was like, are you on Pinterest? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see things like, um, the amazing race that reality show and you see couples go through things that could be stressful with this show. And they come out like hating each other. Like, oh, so and so was divorced. Um, did this, you know, you guys probably had your struggles, of sure. course. But uh, you came out uh, after doing your two years and then this month trek closer as a couple. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I wouldn't call it a, a trauma, uh, but it was definitely physically challenging. And yes. I think when you go through something like this together and come out on the other side, you can't you can't help but be uh, closer. Absolutely. And when you were doing this uh, trek, did you think you were going to write this book? Was that a part of your heart and your mind, or you just came out of it and thought, "I need to get this down on paper"? I, I was not intending to write a book. I, I was going to blog about it a little bit, you know, to my friends and family. But, uh, you know, after it was over, we got back home and uh, going over the things I learned in my mind, I I decided I need to write this down. And uh, I did. And and, uh, it took me a year to write the book. Yes. And uh, you did it last summer. Book just came out. Yeah, just came out, which is a new process for me as a new author. I love writing, but I've never written a book. Um, and, uh, and here it is sitting in front of us. Are there more books in your future that you see? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I discovered, uh, I really, really love writing. Uh, and, uh, so I hope so. Uh, I plan on writing them, but, uh, very good. You just yeah. don't know what they're I just about. don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. another 500 mile trek. Sure. Have you, um, seen the movie wild or read the book of absolutely. And so, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. as I'm reading this book, that's exactly what I'm thinking. We've absolutely. interviewed. Cheryl Strait a couple times on the show. Well, yeah. Gabe, how can people get more information from you and how to find the book? Yeah, so so the book, again, Sunrises to Santiago, Searching for Purpose in the Community of Santiago. You can get it on Amazon, of course, um, or uh, you can go to my website, gabrielsherm.com. Uh, Why don't you spell that wicked last name sure. first? Sure. Uh, S-C-H-I-R-M. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Gabe, for coming in. Uh, more good news coming up next.
810 KLVZ. Listen online and check out showtimes at klvz.com. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. When achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought, Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693, 720-331-8693, and go to InfiniteNation.com. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check and some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. You're listening to KLVZ and KLVZ HD, Brighton, Denver, and online at klvz.com. Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose. It's Friday going into a holiday weekend, and I'm sure if you don't have any plans yet, my good friend Terry Fisher, who's on the line, will have something great for you and the family to do this weekend. Hi, Terry. Hey, Moose. How how are you? Oh, my friend, you're not getting ill, are you? Oh, you know... For anybody out there who's sick and I never get sick, I feel for you because I guess it's my turn. Oh, man. Summertime colds are the worst. Oh, this just, 
I'm not a good sick person, so what can I say? So here's to um, Labor Day and being sick, I guess, right? Well, what's what's fun going on this I weekend know, besides so, well, Zoo? Watching yeah, movies on the sofa. And, of course, the favorite of all is the Taste of Colorado going on down at Civic Center. Of course, it goes on through Monday, so get out there and enjoy food and entertainment and all kinds of cool booths and things like that. If you want to go to the State Fair down in Pueblo, that is also going on. Oh, yeah. Um, this weekend, or maybe you want to take in a Rockies game tonight or tomorrow night and take on the San Francisco Giants. Um, an interesting thing, Moose, is tomorrow um, is the Colorado International Lion Dance Competition. It's free if anybody's interested in that over at Regis University. Um, so that's kind of something a little different. Yeah. And it's also a free day at the Denver Art Museum tomorrow. So everybody can get up there and um, take your children and go out and enjoy the museum. And for those of you that aren't aware, the uh, Denver Art Museum is free for those under 17 all year long, but this way the rest of the family gets in free too. That is right. And then um, a couple of dates I want people to think about holding. Well, first of all, if anybody out there is getting married, we have all kinds of bridal festivals and things coming up, so we can talk about those later. But something I am doing on September 19th is doing Over the Edge. Um, over the edges for Cancer Lake of Colorado, where I will rappel down a 32-story building in the hopes of bring, raising money for Cancer Lake of Colorado, and 100% of their proceeds go to the bottom line. No offices, no staff, great organization. Right. We've been talking with the um, over-the-edge people, and they're trying to convince me, Terry, to join you. They have an open slot, and they keep saying, Moose, yeah. you should do this, and I'm trying to convince Mrs. Moose that this is a good idea. Yeah, well, if you do that, it would be really a riot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've and seen then, it done um, a couple of times, seen your video from last year, and it, it would be a great time. It's kind of wild. It's a little scary, but it's definitely worth it. Um, and September 12th, it's up the Rocky Mountain MS Scala coming up. Um, There's also something else cool going on the 12th, Terry. It's my, right. ber- it's my birthday. Oh, really? Happy birthday, early move. Oh, well, thanks. Right around the corner, you know? Yeah, I know. So, but anyway, as you can see, we have, you know, we have... All kinds of really fun things coming up. Our town is just bubbling with all kinds of great energy. Um, it's beautiful. I, I, you know, the leaves are changing. People are going to begin out, out there and getting ready to do pumpkins and changing leaves and aspens. And you know, I don't know. It's just a really fun time of year. But, of course, being September, it all starts from here. And I don't know. I don't even want to count how many days till Christmas. So. Right. I was just <laughs> thinking, even though it's uh, Labor Day weekend, if you have your holiday parties that you're planning for your uh, uh, you know, office or whatever, now's the time to get it done, right? That's, you know, it's really a good time to do that. And one other little thing, Bobby Marchetti, I don't know if any of you know him, he's seen, um, doing a show, Young at Heart, to benefit for Bessie's Hope over at the um, City of North Glen in the D.L. Parsons Theater on the 26th, something you need to also get tickets for, but he is donating all his money back over to Bessie's Hope. Wonderful. We love Bessie's Hope here at The Good News. They do awesome work with uh, the youth and whatnot. So we... Yes, they do, bringing youth and risk together as one. It's an awesome program. So, but anyway, Moose, I think if people want to call me, they probably can call me at um, of course, hopefully I'll have a voice if they call me <laughs> at uh, 303-635-1210. And, of course, we're all over on Facebook at Five Star Talents and Entertainment. You can always find us there or my website at fivestarx.com, and it's always the number five. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Terry. Get some rest. Have oh, a, yes, and everybody, happy Labor Day. Have a great weekend, everybody, and you know, thanks for listening to the good news. If you want more information on how to get a hold of any of our guests or all the uh, great sponsors we have here on the good news, you can always contact Angie and I through her website of AngieAustinRadio.com or through her um, uh, email address of AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. Send us an email if you have comments, questions, whatever you got. We'd love to hear from you. Have a lovely weekend, my friends. And uh, stay, safe, stay safe out there. It's Labor Day weekend, and we want you to all come back and uh, join us next week for more good news.
Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.